Brilliant. Well, happy new decade. Wow. Uh, scary, isn't it? Another decade. I have seen now seven different decades. Never. Don't look old enough. I have to say that. It's in race to me. Um, for another few days. Uh, but isn't it amazing how the decades just trundle on and trundle on and trundle on. And last week as we were sharing together, it's great to see what God has been doing over the last year. Uh, and over the last uh, few years among us, and that's exciting. And so today, I want to think a little bit about moving forward. And what I want to do is pick up on some things I shared just two months ago, at the end of October, really, um, about uh, you've not been this way before. Some of you may remember some of the thoughts. I'm going to uh, revisit some of those, uh, but also some prophetic things that have come subsequent to that. Um, but if you were with us a couple of months ago, you remember that uh, I talked about some prophetic things that had happened and been shared with us at the second half of last year particularly. And one was about a new sound, a new sound. And when I heard that, originally I was thinking, that's oh, a new sound in terms of our worship and a sound going up from us. As the months have trundled on, I actually think as much as it is that, I think it's as much that, the sound going out from us. I believe that God wants to take a sound out from us to this world and this community around us. Uh, that there's going to be quite profound and that God wants to bless this community because he's blessed us with something. He wants to bless others through us with the sound. And we started to talk about a new era, not just a new season. Remember that? You know, seasons come and go. We're in this winter season, naturally speaking, and we're all... Really want it to, now we've got Christmas and New Year out of the way, come on, let's get spring going, let's get the summer out, you know, and we, we you know. Um, and it's a bit like that in church life sometimes, when you look back, historically, you can see seasons where things are a bit, can we just move on to the next thing? Um, can we just have a bit of spring in our step, as it were, to use a, a pun as it were. Um, and uh, I started to share with you a couple of months ago about... Uh, when the children of Israel were coming to an end of an era and stepping into a new era. They're coming out of 40 years of wilderness experience and stepping into something new. And it wasn't just a seasonal change, this was a new era. And God said to them, you've never traveled this way before. It's not just going to be a new season, it's going to be a new era. Um... And of course, when you look back, when they were in that wilderness experience, they'd experienced some amazing things with God. They'd experienced amazing provision. Six days a week, they had manna on the ground, supernatural food that they collected six days a week, processed and ate, and that sustained them year on year on year on year on year. They had water out of rock on occasions. They had supernatural quail just landing uh, around them and gave, gave them food. They had a pillar of cloud or fire leading them day and night in that wilderness experience. When they came to that Jordan River and were about to step into that land of promise, all of that was going to change. What had become familiar was going to change. And I shared with you, I just sensed that in the next few years, some things that we are familiar with even today may begin to change. You might go, oh, I like it as it is. Ah, well, who knows what God's going to do? Now, I'm not saying we're going to ditch everything and we want to really hear from God. We're not just going to stop doing things for the sake of it. 
But I do believe there's a new era coming. <coughs> it was interesting in December, um, I'd been sharing some of my thoughts with Stuart Bell. Some of you will recognize the name. He leads the ground level network of churches that we are a part of, about 90 churches in the UK. And I've been sharing a little bit about what I'd been sensing. And he said, would you share it with all the ground level senior leaders when we get together in December? And I said, okay. So some of what I shared with you end of October, I shared with with them. Um, And it was a two-day thing. And uh, I was due to be sharing on the Wednesday. And on the Tuesday, we gathered with our ground level team, which is like the leadership of the network, and our connection leaders who lead the different areas within the uh, network. And partway through the afternoon, Stuart said to that gathered group on the Tuesday, I wonder if we could just go around uh, and ask everybody what you are sensing prophetically with regard to stepping into this new decade. And as they went round the circle uh, sharing different things, I got more and more encouraged because I knew what I was going to say the next day. And I always find that, you know, when if I get the privilege of sharing up here, which I do on a regular basis, when the musicians often don't know what I'm going to be speaking about and that all the songs line up, you get prophetic words and people coming and sharing things. It's like the message has been laid out already in many ways. And it was a little bit like that. So when I came to share on the Wednesday, there was a lot of encouragement in the room with regard to a new era, not just a new season. And then... um, just prior to that uh, meeting in December, <coughs> I had an email from uh, Mike, Mike Scarra over here, end of November, uh, with a prophetic word on it. And uh, he said, uh, just feel like to share this with you. And he said, there may be more to come. I'll let you know if there is. I haven't had anything yet, Mike, so I don't know whether it's still coming. But I'll, I'm going to share what you shared with me on that email. And this is what he wrote. This is the end of November. Over the last few days, I've seen a vision of the walls of the Chelmsford Avenue church building coming down. The walls are hinged from the bottom so that they lay flat on the floor. The roof is still there, but not supported by the walls. And when you stand in the building, the outside community and beyond is very visible because there are no wall restrictions. Also, the church building is very visible to the community. And for me, that just spoke of (coughs) looking out, looking out, not getting contained, but looking out, reaching out, going out. And at our encounter night, the last one we had, which again was the end of November, there was a theme that came through. Different themes have come through on those encounter nights. And the last one was all about being the hands and feet of Jesus and going out as the hands and feet of Jesus. So I've got all these things sort of buzzing round in my mind. And then um, the second Monday of December, uh, we host in the community hall here an area leaders prayer breakfast, and it's for church leaders. And uh, I would say, if I was to categorize those church leaders, it's the evangelical charismatic Pentecostal wing of the church in northeast Lincolnshire. Okay, so it's that end of the spectrum. And there can be up to 10 churches represented in that group. And it's great fun, and we've been doing that since uh, May of 2018. 
and we share together and when we get together we go around a circle and everybody gives a little bit of update of what's been happening in the church since last time we met and any prayer requests that they may have and anything that they sense God may be saying. And then we break down and pray together. Sometimes we pray in one group, sometimes we break down into smaller groups. And we broke down in December into smaller groups and I was with three other church leaders. And we were praying and they started to pray for City Church. And there was a bit of a prophetic flow kicked in. And one of them said, I really believe God's going to give you some wisdom at the church, at City Church. And I thought, that's great. We're on this little season of theme of wisdom on Sunday mornings. Um, so that's great. And they quoted First uh, Corinthians 1.30, which it says, It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. In other words, fixing our eyes on Jesus. We've just been hearing and singing about the name of Jesus, haven't we? And the centrality of who he is to who we are. And the prophetic flow went on, and it said this, that God is going to give you strategy. The wisdom of knowing when to use a map and when to use a blueprint. Now, you know, when you need a map when you're going somewhere. You need a blueprint when you're building something. And there's times for a map and there's times for a blueprint. And I've been pondering that uh, in these last few weeks. And I just believe it's time for a map, not a blueprint. Um, I think it's time for us a map, and I'll use the word see in this season to take us to a place where we're going to need a blueprint for a new era. Does that make sense? Children of Israel crossed over something. It was called the Jordan River. They needed to go somewhere before they begin to establish some things. I believe God wants us to take us on a journey of exploration. I want to unpack that a little bit in a moment. But one of the things that we've been doing as a leadership almost for two years now is engage with something that the Ground Level Network has been running a pilot uh, project on, and it's called Urban Learning Communities. And so there are four churches involved in this pilot project. And basically, they, as representations of each of those four church leaderships, come together um, and twice a year over a two-year period, so four times in total. And in those days, uh, we've hosted one of them here. Others have been at other churches around the network. Um, we've come together and we've taken time to consider, A, what God is saying to us, B, have some input from others to stir our thinking, and to C, learn from others in the room. So it's been a really valuable uh, sort of process. And one of the things that has emerged out of that was a little thing that we engaged in uh, at the end of last year, a little mapping project, and Mark and Pete uh, facilitated this for us. So we really felt to map where all the households that are linked with City Church are located in our area. If we've got that map, we put it on screen. <laughs> there we go. That's not individuals, that's households. So that each of those dots on that map could represent one person or it could represent a whole family. 
Those are all the ones that are on our database. Now, there are people in this room today who probably aren't on our database because they've not probably filled in a connection card. So they won't be on there because we have a data protection thing that we have to work with. Um, so there's quite a few there. And when Mark and Pete started to look at it, they started to think about, are there clusters of dots? And you'll see nine different colors representing nine different clusters of dots. And what we really sense is in this whole thing of looking out, of seeing beyond the walls of this building, is there something that God wants us to do? And what we really feel to do is to pray. How many think that's a good idea before you do anything in terms of God's purposes? And to go out and pray. And so what we envisage over the next few months is beginning to encourage people who live in those cluster areas to gather together to pray initially on a monthly basis and we'll, have, we'll identify some people to facilitate those over the next few months and begin to pray. And it may be that we can, maybe that we can manage to do it all at the same time. So there are nine clusters of people praying across the whole of northeast Lincolnshire at the same time. See what I mean? Okay, because we want to hear what is God saying. We want to pray for some things, and we'll pray for some things that are um, specific to the whole of the region. But then we want to give space to praying for things that are specific to that particular cluster area. This is a geographical thing. So this is not to replace our connect groups or our small groups in any way, shape, or form. But this is to just explore with God what God might be wanting to do in terms of lifting our eyes, looking out there, been a little bit intentional in our exploration of what God wants us to do. Everybody see that? So we'll give a little bit more uh, info as that as we begin to see that unroll. Because um, I really believe it's not time to settle. Thank God where we've come in the last few years. Put those two photos up, uh, Sarah, thanks. Just over two years ago was Sunday morning. That's what it looked like. And the picture on the right is where we are today. Well, it's probably a couple of months ago. We've come a little way in the last two and a bit years. Very exciting, very grateful to God, very grateful to so many people who've supported us in that journey. Um, and a lot of people, as we've begun to meet here uh, and worship in this venue and on this site, have said, very quickly, it began to feel like home. How many of you thought that? Very quickly, this began to feel like home. The danger is that is you can settle a bit. And I do think, and I'm not saying we're moving out. Please hear me right. You know, I've got that. Uh, but I do feel, you know, that prophetic word that Mike shared uh, with, with me on email the other month is actually quite important to us. The roof is still here, the facilities are still here, but the walls somehow are opened up and we see beyond where we are right here, right now. Thank God for some of that that's already happening. I think of the prayer on the streets that's going on. I think of some of the social action things that we are doing practically. <coughs> and that's very exciting. But if I just go back to what I shared with you a couple of months ago, um, you've never been this way before. I do sense that there's something of exploration coming. You know, when the children of Israel were about to go into that promised land, they sent spies out initially to check out the area. And a couple of spies went into Jericho um, 
we haven't got time to unpack all that story. But then there was a whole, the whole community had to go. They had to go and begin to explore. And um, what has been fascinating over the last uh, few months, really, is the number of people who've come to me and said, David, I just sense God might be nudging me to get involved with or to do this or to look at that or to explore this. Not in the leadership, but across the body of the church. And I think that's really exciting. I think that's really, really exciting. And I found myself encouraging people to take some steps of exploration, if you will, uh, in what might be a more organic way than, a, than just an ordered way that we might try to facilitate in church. Can be a bit of a, a little bit scary, because if they're saying, can, can I explore this under the City Church banner? Well, somebody's got to take ultimate responsibility for. We live in this 21st century of liability and accountability, don't we? So if something goes wrong, who are they going to look to? Yeah. So there's a little bit nervous in it, but a sense of a rightness about it. Uh, So I talked about a new era. And I talked about a new thinking, a new spirit-led thinking. Because whatever we do, we want to be led and prompted by the Spirit. It happened in the early church, didn't it? An increasing number of Gentiles were coming to faith. And the Jewish believers had to deal with some things. And they came up in Acts chapter 15 with some constraints for the new believers who were not Jews, but Gentiles. And it says there, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us not to burden you with all the rules and regulations that we live with. But it seemed good to us in the Holy Spirit just to outline one or two things. It seemed good to us in the Holy Spirit. When they set aside, was it Paul and Barnabas? It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to them to send them out. So we absolutely, 100%, want to be led by Holy Spirit thinking. And this possibility of new stepping into a new era is going to need a new level of courage. And if you go back to that Joshua uh, passage where the children of Israel are about to step over, God, in two chapters earlier in chapter one, spoke to Joshua on five separate times. And he said, you're going to have to be bold and courageous or bold and very courageous. Looking at our world today, it doesn't take much of a, a leap to think, to live out our Christian faith in this challenging world is going to need increasing boldness and courage and faith in him that God is with us. We've heard it already from a number of people who've, who've shared. Big challenges ahead. There was a big challenge of the Jordan River. Quite intimidating. It was in flood. It wasn't the right season to cross. Is this the right time to do this? Perhaps we should just stay with what we know. Isn't it good? God provides all this every day, six days a week. We get this manna. We're getting led by the pillar of cloud. We're getting the fire. God provides water if we need it out of a rock. God says, now I want to take you into a land of promise where things are going to be different. You're going to have to learn to farm. You're going to have to learn to do some new things. How did they deal with that intimidation? They... We're told to keep your eye on the ark, the presence of God. Vicky said this morning, God wants to bless you with his presence. 
individually and corporately as a church. God wants to bless you with his presence. What was the ark? It was representation of the presence of God. Keep your eye on the presence. Keep in touch with the presence. Verse 3 and 4 says, When you see the Levitical priest carrying the ark, move out from your positions and follow them, since you've never traveled this way before. They will guide you. Which puts a bit of responsibility on leadership. And just interestingly, over the last few weeks, there's been a real stirring again on this whole thing about apostolic leadership, not just leadership per se, but that sense of what it means to be apostolic in our leadership. God said to them, take a step of obedience and I'll do great wonders among you. Now, right at this very point, at the beginning of 2020, looking forward, how many of you on Facebook? It's not a trick question. If you're on Facebook, you will have seen something called the 10-year challenge, where people, at the beginning of 2010, took a photograph of themselves and at the beginning of 2020 have taken a photograph of themselves and posted both of them side by side. Anybody seen those? The 20, the 10 year challenge. And so some are quite hugely different. There's one person I saw the other day and I thought, well, they don't look any different at all. That's amazing. They either look really old 10 years ago or they look really young now. And I just can't quite work that one out. And I thought, well, where were we, City Church, 10 years ago? And what were we saying and what were we doing 10 years ago? And on the 17th of January in 2010, I shared a message with you about our 2020 vision. And I posted some things, and that's what I posted. And there's a whole list of things there that we were endeavoring, with God's help, to see come to fruition in 10 years. And here we are, 2020, right now. I'm absolutely amazed and thankful to God for his faithfulness. If we could zoom, we can't zoom in really out with that. Um, But there are so many things that God has done that we felt to put down that then. So thank you to God and thank you to you who've helped us on that journey. One or two things we tried didn't work, but most of them, praise God, we're thankful for. 2020... I've felt really hesitant about putting a 2030 vision down. Maybe because I'm 10 years older. Don't laugh, so are you. But I see 2010, that document, as a blueprint. And I believe 2020 would a point where we need a map. And we say, God, would you guide us? Would you take us to that next place that then we can establish some new things, that place where we're going to need a new blueprint? Does that make, is this any, any of this making sense to some of you? Yeah, we could have created a document and put a load of things on there, but I felt very uneasy about it. When I shared it with our leadership, uh, they felt cool with that. Um, I believe it's time for a map. If the musicians will come back, I'll, I'll wrap this up. How many of you know when the children of Israel stood on the banks of that Jordan River, 
They knew that God had got a plan and a purpose for them. We've been hearing about that earlier on, about plan and purpose. God has a plan and purpose for each of our lives. God had a plan and purpose for them in terms of inheriting this land, this promised land. But as they stood on that bank, they had no idea how they were going to do it. They didn't have a blueprint. But God said, I want you to follow my presence across the river. When they crossed the river, God challenged them and he said, I want you to consecrate yourselves. For a whole generation now, for 40 years, none of the males in the Israelite community had been circumcised. God said, I want you to establish that covenant and connection again with me. I want you to consecrate yourselves to me. And they did that. And then God revealed to them the first step. And he said, I want you to go to that first big city of Jericho and this is what I want you to do. And he was very detailed, very specific about how they should conquer that first walled city. And they followed the plan as the plan unfolded. Then they went to the next city, of, a city called Ai. Had a bit of a blip because somebody made a mistake. And then God says, consecrate yourself again. Consecrate yourself again. They didn't have all the plan up front, but as they began to take steps, then God began to reveal things. And I think even in this prayer across our area, God will reveal things to us that at this moment we have no idea about. God has things planned and purposed for us as individuals and church that God wants to reveal to us on the journey. But I sensed at the beginning of this, not only year, but at the beginning of this decade, God says, will you consecrate yourself again to my purposes, to me? What does consecration mean? It means to wholly dedicate yourself to something of great importance. Therefore, consecration refers to the act of setting yourself aside and dedicating yourself to God. Setting yourself aside and dedicating yourself to God. We've sung a couple of songs this morning and that have had the lines in, I worship you with every breath. I don't know about you, but I breathe outside of this building. I breathe seven days a week. I worship you with every breath. Another song, the word said, I'll stand with arms high, hearts abandoned, my soul surrendered. All I am is yours. And I wonder if there's anyone in this room today as we enter this new decade who's willing to set themselves aside and dedicate themselves to God. And say, Lord, would you unroll your map that we may journey with you into, through this season and into a new era. If you're here today and you're absolutely serious and say, God, I want to be right at the center of your purpose and plan for my life. Why don't you stand right now? Lord, we had some photographs on screen a few moments ago, one of just a couple of years back in a school. But it reminds us of what you've done reminds you us of where we've come 
with your help. And Lord, I'm asking, would you, as it were, take a photo of us stood here today and remind us in the days, weeks, and months ahead of our commitment and our consecration afresh to you. Lord, we want to honour you. We stand here and do that willingly this morning. And we say, Lord, not only for this year of 2020, but for the decade ahead. Lord, we say we are yours, wholly committed to you. We look to you. We honour you, not only with our breath, but with our words and with our actions, with our attitudes and with our heart. Lord, and we say, would you, by your grace, lead us through this season into the era that you have for your church in our day and generation. Lord, would you speak over these coming weeks and months as we just begin to lift our heads, push back the walls, as it were, and go out into our communities with purpose to pray and to hear from you. Would you speak, Lord? Would you establish new blueprints for the years ahead? In Jesus' name. And I pray for everyone stood here, right here, right now. Lord, they would know your presence as we've been hearing about this morning, the blessing of your presence in our lives as individuals and corporately together as we journey this through. Give us courage and boldness to stand for you, whatever's going on around us, that our confidence would be in you alone. In Jesus' name, amen.